Welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly talk show for parents of challenging children. With your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela will interview an individual or professional within the mental health community. Different from the Other Kids. Season 2, production of Marketing Navy Agency. Okay, I am sitting in Oakville at the Oakville Naturopathic Clinic with Dr. Nala Juwani, and we are having a conversation about all things natural. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay, to continue our conversation from our last episode, I wanted to uh, share something with everybody and ask you just a general question. The sharing is that uh, my concern initially in coming to you was my daughter was, we don't have to talk about her specific treatment, but I just want to talk a little bit about what brought us here. And that is my daughter was struggling with sleep time and awake time, sleeping too much, being very lethargic, not being able to really negotiate her life very well uh, as a result of being uh, exhausted. Um, I believe she's pretty anemic. But part of the challenge, I think, as parents that have uh, kids that are challenged with mental health is that they end up on uh, pharmaceutical medications that at times, although necessary in many regards, is also very, very difficult for the body to metabolize and deal with. Uh, Christina has been on or was on a medication starting from grade one uh, when she presented with the OCD anxiety and Tourette's, uh, which was small, but uh, she was put on a medication more for sleep than anything. She wasn't sleeping, and she had become quite depressed. Uh, The sleep deprivation, of course, was, I think it was exacerbating the night terrors that she was experiencing and uh, the OCD that she was experiencing. So she was at the uh, Toronto Western uh, Hospital with the head of the Tourette's Clinic there, and he had prescribed clonidine, and that was from as I say, grade one, which is, I guess she would have been six. And that was the start of the pharmaceutical adventure uh, that we continue to be on. And I believe that a lot of liver overload could have been what really drove us here with uh, what she was experiencing. So I wanted to ask Dr. Nana about pharmaceuticals and the liver and what we need to, as parents, be looking out for when our children might be, their bodies might be in a certain amount of distress as a result of uh, that particular treatment, which is the pharmaceutical end of things. And I think that's a very good question because we have to realize, and your daughter is adorable because she will often, she's very excited to come off medication. Mm -hmm. And what I always stress to any... Which we have not been able to do successfully (laughs) at all yet, but that's the goal. That is the goal. And, (laughs) And the reality is, you know, some of these medications are needed for the time until we rebalance the system. And I think what's important um, for parents to realize is it is possible. And then there's cases where there may need to be medication long-term, but we can still be working on um, the overall balance of the system, what those medications may be depleting from the body. And like you said, liver overload. And liver overload, we use it so uh, kind of so naturally, but people will often think liver overload. You know? <laughs> First of all, what does, what does the liver do? Um, mm, we thank know, you. We know that the liver, uh, which is our 
a very bulky organ on the right side of our under our rib cage, rib cage um, can be our or is our detoxification organ. Um, so a lot of people when they hear a naturopath, they'll th they think, oh my gosh, do I have to fast? Do I have to detox? And the idea is with naturopathic medicine, we want to facilitate all organ systems to function optimally, meaning from a perspective of someone on pharmaceutical medications, we want to make sure that all roots of excretion are functioning well, meaning uh, the skin, which is one of the largest organs. If, if most, that's one of my, when I go out to schools to educate children, I'll often say, which organ is the largest organ? And you know, nobody really realizes, but it is our skin. And um, <laughs> they're probably screaming, my bum. <laughs> that's right. My bum. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, what I would have screamed at that age. <laughs> it's cute, actually. Like, what, so we even look at, you know, where are the organs in your body? You know, most people don't know that your stomach is up higher. They think it's kind of where your belly button is. So um, I think the idea is educating that the liver is something that is there to process not just drugs, but coffee and alcohol and nutrients as well. You know, vitamins and minerals also go to the liver to be metabolized. Our hormones uh, are also made in the liver from cholesterol, um, which is why often with cardiovascular disease, we do talk about, you know, yes, it's about exercise and not eating fatty foods, but it's also making sure your organ, such as the liver, is working well. So the idea is we want to make sure the liver, the kidneys, the skin, the lungs are excreting any toxins or chemicals that are broken down because typically those drugs will be broken down or any, any kind of toxin will be broken down into soluble or insoluble uh, toxins or metabolites, meaning they'll either come out through the stool, forgive me, or they'll through come the out bomb, <laughs> through the bomb. <laughs> See? I'm still only five. <laughs> <laughs> through the stool or through urine. So, so in that, actually, that's a really good point. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of stool, which always tends to be where naturopaths go <laughs> in conversation. Maybe, yeah, it's true. What's up with that? Well, it's, it's all about poo. It's all about poo. And, it, and it, it's really, it's not even just all about poo. It's how frequent are these children going? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and often having the conversation of what is normal, you know, so when I'm in uh, an intake, uh, you know, I'll say, but what are your bowel movements like? And they'll say, it's normal. It's normal. I'm regular. And what does regular mean to you? Mm. And you'd be surprised that I've actually had a woman who, now I know she didn't think this was normal, but she would go once every three weeks. <gasps> wow. Once every three weeks. And she's the Exxon Valdez of, <laughs> yes. of walking around. <laughs> Now it took us, you know, two, three weeks to get her going at least every three days. <laughs> and then every two days, which was amazing for her, but uh, such relief, I guess, that she found. Um, but it's possible. And I think, again, that's very extreme. But there are, you know, younger individuals and older individuals who go every other day or every two days. And even just once a day for us as naturopathic doctors is a little sluggish because mm. the idea is if you're eating three meals a day, things could be moving through three times a day. And and just a side note, thanks to Dr. Nyla, I'm on a whole bunch of um, things that help that, I guess, and it's for um, bacteria and parasites that we found uh, in my 
<laughs> experience in my body, which is ew. But yeah, holy mackerel, I had no idea that that was a thing as the number of times that we can actually, what was the word that you used? Eliminate. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> Very sophisticated. <laughs> we have to use the polite words when we're, <laughs> yes, when, when we're able. <laughs> so in saying that, when we talk about liver overload, you know, the idea is one, is the child or young adult eliminating well? Are they drinking enough fluids to flush, you know, certain toxins out of their body. And then again, we look at the actual liver function. So these patients specifically, we need to have blood work done, you know, on a somewhat regular basis. And, and conventional doctors obviously are very good. Obviously, if people are on lithium and that, they're, they're monitored more carefully. Um, but to look at not just cholesterol levels, but looking at liver enzymes and kidney function, um, because those are indicators that maybe the pathways of the liver aren't working optimally. Now in saying that, we're not seeing severe liver disease and that's typically what we're looking for on blood work. Those ranges mm -hmm. are to make sure. There's so, the range again. Again, it comes back to the range. Right. So there are certain things that we will have to go through subjectively in terms of symptoms, but then it's also knowing that the body is processing all these things. It's naturally probably normal to assume it's, it's a burden on the system. So how can we relieve that person's overall burden? And often we will do a bit of either a detox and sometimes very gentle um, with, you know, botanical homeopathic drops. And those can be very powerful on the mm -hmm, body. Mm -hmm. and, you know, people think, oh, I'm taking 30 drops of each of these three little bottles that are supposed to help my lymph, my kidneys, my liver, but can have the most impact on the body. I'm, I find that the idea from a biochemical, and this might get too, a little too heavy, but, That's okay. uh, you know, there are phase one and phase two liver pathways in terms of enzymes and, and how we actually break toxins down. They have to go through kind of a first path and then a second path. So there are amazing Western botanicals or herbs that we can do to make the liver work efficiently and we do that not just when people are on medications but people that have allergies or may have digestive issues so this is where it comes back to treating by label can be difficult mm. right the idea is you want to treat the biochemistry of the person that's where i come from you know it doesn't matter if this person has depression or anxiety i know now after 12 years and, and knew before because of my great training at the college is you know there are nutrient deficiencies and then again, you have to dig further. Why would there be nutrient deficiencies? Is it that the person's not eating well? Or is it that there's something not right in their intestines? For example, yeast overgrowth, bacteria, that may be causing havoc in their system so they're not able to absorb well. I'll get people coming in with the best diet on paper, best nutritional, you know, every day, what they're eating, we go through it all, yet, they have, their hair is falling out, they're anxious. So the idea is when you get to the true root of what's happening and we can rebalance the system, again, back to the liver, they're able to process all those toxins and carry that load if necessary in terms of the pharmaceutical drug. Okay, one of the things that I, that I loved when I found out about your clinic was that you did infusion therapy. And as I had mentioned in the last episode, uh, the reason that I had sought out the infusion therapy was because of somebody introducing me to the thought that many people with mental illness are 
uh, that way, or it can be corrected or greatly enhanced or helped with infusion therapy. The thought is that these individuals are not actually able to absorb certain vitamins and minerals that are necessary for proper brain function. Um, as a for instance, as I understand it with bipolar specifically, it's niacin and vitamin C that a lot of people get treated with and it's like 10 and 12 times the amount that most people would have in a day and that seems to help a lot of people. I've, I've got somebody that I met in the summer who is a clinician for a doctor that has uh, some kind of a training study in Toronto, it's in Toronto General I believe. Um, and she said she's been able to change people's lives, children's lives specifically. If their first psychotic break, they get into this program and they get this infusion therapy and their lives are completely changed, which is how I got here. So if you wouldn't mind talking to me about infusion therapy, I know that you have just recently become very well trained in uh, that practice. Give me an idea of specifically, let's talk about what it is first. Okay. So, and just as an aside, again, I think I mentioned this earlier, not every naturopathic doctor uses um, or provides mm -hmm. nutrient infusions. Um, sometimes uh, we'll call it intravenous therapy. Mm -hmm. We shorten it at the center here as IV therapy, just to make it easier. Um, but you do need a specific license where you are trained how to compound bags, uh, what nutrients go in. We calculate concentrations through osmolarities. Everything is sterile technique because obviously this is something that we're injecting into the system. And with our new regulations, there have been a lot of changes. I actually have been trained in intravenous and nutrient infusion for probably 10 years. Because of where I was previously, it was a smaller office. It was difficult for me to sit because I only had one office with one person at a time and mm. just, I didn't have the space so I ended up practicing for maybe two three years gave up my license and then recertified probably like four years ago because at my center now I have a nice space where I have a private room where we can have three uh, intravenous or nutrient infusions going on at a time. Infusion therapy actually involves the administration of vitamins and minerals and other medications through a needle or a catheter. And usually with most, uh, some people, when they're starting, we'll start off with a butterfly, but catheters are also very nice and specific for when you're doing high dose vitamin C therapy. Mm. Um, and so usually, uh, it actually, I should kind of talk about the history of it. One of the main protocols we use uh, is called the Myers cocktail. And, uh, it's basically probably one of the most well-known and was formulated by a Dr. John Myers of Baltimore in the 1960s. And Dr. Myers used his intravenous infusions with dilute hydrochloric acid and mega doses of vitamins effectively and safely to treat things like chronic fatigue, exhaustion, depression. Um, he even used it for chest pain until his death in 1984. And then his work actually was revived and expanded by modern doctors uh, such as Dr. Alan Gaby and Dr. Wright, uh, who are medical doctors who also practice very naturopathically and believe in um, nutritional counseling and that. And so when we create a, or compound a bag, we will typically use a formula, but then have the ability to tweak it based on who the patient is. Um, and so we know that um, a patient suffering from major depression who may also present with reoccurring episodes of not just debilitating depression but uncontrollable mania or hypomania or you get the mixed states. 
who usually have a diagnosis of bipolar, those people specifically will often have abnormalities in the biochemistry there, usually with an oversensitivity to acetylcholine, excess vanadium, vitamin B deficiencies, sometimes a taurine deficiency, which is an amino acid. Often they'll have anemia, omega-3 fatty acid deficiencies, and then the big one, like you mentioned, are vitamin C deficiencies. And that goes right across the board. Um, And sometimes this isn't even just, again, we're we're going by labeling with mental health Mm -hmm, disorders, mm -hmm. but we get people coming in with, you know, their their form of fatigue or what they've been told is chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia. I have found in the last probably more three years, I am treating more mental health disorders with intravenous therapy and seeing such great benefit because when they have these vitamins and minerals injected, it bypasses the stomach and intestine. So we're going directly Mm. into the bloodstream. So now the makeup of the gut, if you will, if the flooring, just to put it in really bad, broad terms Mm -hmm. here, but when that's off, um, you're bypassing it so that it doesn't become an issue. And and in terms um, of injecting it directly into the bloodstream, that will become absorbed into the system. So by doing nutrient infusions, we are actually healing the gut oh. because those nutrients also help to heal. Zinc is very good at wound healing. Um, selenium is amazing for the thyroid. Uh, vitamin C heals on tissue levels in terms of connective tissue. Ironically, and you're going to get a kick out of this one, the same bag I use for, let's say, energy, depression, anxiety, is probably sold three times the amount in Hollywood as an anti-aging protocol. What? From a perspective of all of those nutrients help skin, help their help energy overall. Um, so this is a big thing in Hollywood. Big it? thing in Hollywood. Wow. Yes, Look at us go. <laughs> Aren't we fantastic? <laughs> Way ahead of the curve. I didn't say that. Direct from LA, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes I feel like Dr. Jarwani. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> it's true. Women women are looking for ways of uh, you know, how do they look younger? And you can do so much from the external part of your body or outside, but it all comes about it comes to what what you're putting on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so this is a fast way of getting these nutrients into the system, which change the biochemistry and specifically with mental health disorders or issues, we have a large amount of B6 and B12. And B6 is there to increase serotonin in the brain. And B12 helps with overall, you know, neurotransmitters, the whole neurological system. It gives them energy. We know often they can be B12 deficient as well, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And the vitamin C overall is amazing for the body on many different levels. Okay. Well, my next question was to do with the future of infusion therapy, but wow, we've really, we've already (laughs) tapped into that. Um, if it's in LA, it's, it's legit. (laughs) You know, actually in saying that, and and I was being a bit funny. No, but it's, that's really interesting. Well, and it comes back to, I know I have many friends that are estheticians as well. You know, a lot of people are getting into vitamin C creams and hyaluronic acid. And I think it it almost, to me, it's, it's very, it's sort of the, the root of what we do 
and it's not to say drugs are not needed, but we can do so much through uh-huh. food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that sometimes naturopaths will use uh, certain herbal, herbal formulations and, and certain vitamins through supplementation. And part of that is trying to get a therapeutic dose to reach a response that we need for healing. But when it comes down to it, once you get these people healthy using certain nutraceuticals and that, the idea for me is to want people to realize that food should be their medicine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, the, re, the sad reality is our environment is changing and mm-hmm. you know, the, to, the environmental toxicity that's happening. So the future of infusion therapy has started to expand in a sense of we are using it to treat a lot of autoimmune conditions. There are cancer supportive therapies uh, where we are injecting sometimes between chemo and radiation, never during because that would be counterproductive. Um, and that's still, you know, we're still trying to educate oncologists, but they're in the States. It's huge, right? Well, Canada's a little slower there. But. Well, I've got, a, I've got a girlfriend whose dad came presented with one different, one kind of cancer that was quite aggressive. That cancer after being treated another one popped up that was even more aggressive now he has at this point i know gotten what i'm going to say between diet and infusion therapy at a clinic actually in burlington ontario his he's not only still here yeah and i didn't expect him last february he was in such a state i was so worried about the outcome of of where he was going to be in a couple weeks right it's not just that he's still here when with us it's the quality of life is unbelievable. Right. It, it is as if, now, is it still growing? Yes, but is it a lot slower? Right. Yes, and his quality of life, as I'm telling you, is it is exceptional. He has gone back to being 80 to 90% of the man that he was right. before all of this happened. It's unbelievable. Can you expand on that a little bit? You know, and it's very, it's actually important that I do expand because legislation and you know we have now as a profession um, left the drugless practitioners act and we are now under the rhpa which is very exciting for us because we're under the same what what is RHPA? uh, registered health practitioners act thank you uh, regulated so we're with the medical doctors and the dentists and and it's been many many years that we've been fighting for this um didn't change our practice at all we've all been practicing um, but it still means a lot because we are officially allowed to use the title doctor believe it or not we can write it officially now as of July 1st uh, 2015 so our our board our associations have worked very hard um, but there we have to be very careful because inter infusion therapy mm, okay um, thank you for making this yes, distinction we, I see where you're going we we can't cure cancer mm-hmm. right um, and so we need to make sure that people realize that these are supportive therapies um, from there are many research studies that show that the idea from vitamin C is that it goes into the cell and produces hydrogen peroxide, which will kill a cancer cell oh. and create apoptosis, but will keep the healthy cells healthy from a perspective of the alternative, which would be your radiation or chemo right that's when it's great also because although it does a lot of damage to the surrounding tissues that might be healthy as naturopaths we can come in and at least help after they've done that because there is there are there are times when we need chemo and radiation but then we can increase the immune system we can create a better quality of life we can 
decrease pain through some of these. We can increase energy. So the idea is we have seen cases that, you know, um, I don't want to say there's remission, but, you know, people have gotten better. But we have to be careful to say that they are supported. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, all I can tell you is that Christina is much more stable, is coming back from small challenges, things that we would call in dealing in our world, smaller challenges. Uh, Christina often would have spun in a completely difficult and negative direction and would be gone mentally in that direction for a few days, is now seemingly bouncing back a lot faster. And there are there are other things that are going on along with this therapy, but it is making a huge difference to her, and she is she's loving it. And she, we've tried to go from two weeks to extend it to three weeks, and then I think once she did it in four weeks, and now we're back to no, she feels best when she's doing it every two weeks, which is which is exceptional. Anything as a parent that can kind of help her to get through her day and bounce back like she's been able to. Um, makes the biggest difference in the world. Aside from, or whether you you want to talk about the infusion therapy, whatever it is that you think be the of best benefit for our parents, do you have any recommendation? What would be their big, huge recommendation for parents to really pay attention to from a holistic practitioner's perspective on how we can help our uh, the kids that present us uh, a little more challenging in mental health way? I guess kind of the take-home would be probably getting somebody, uh, uh, an ideally a naturopathic doctor, to assess the whole picture. So looking at nutrition, looking at food allergies and intolerances, um, looking to see if there's any underlying conditions like yeast overgrowth, candida. Do you find, sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. do you find with people that have mental illness, are they more susceptible to dietary changes or food sensitivities? Are they more are they more sensitive? I would say... I almost Not expressing myself very well, well but you know I think asking. I know what you mean. I, I also find it's a bit of a vicious cycle because when people don't feel well, they mm. will make unhealthy choices. And those unhealthy choices will have an impact on their body from a gut perspective. And actually, here's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, I think I went to a convention and learned that the largest number of uh, serotonin receptors are found in the intestine. No way. And that's that's big right there. And that's gigantic that, right that, there. That was like my Oprah's aha moment. Yes. Because I thought, not that we didn't do it before, but how much of an emphasis should be placed on gut health? Our immune system is widely, you know, we have something called GALT-associated lymphoid tissue in the intestine. So the healthier the intestines are, the healthier these children are. There's less colds and viruses. It, again, it becomes a vicious cycle because when the young adult or child is sick, and, and I'm not just saying this is just mental health, but they are typically put on antibiotics. Well, what does antibiotics do? And not to say antibiotics are bad, no. but if we take the step ahead and promote better immune systems, we wouldn't need to get to that stage. But if we need to take an antibiotic, usually they are broad spectrum. They will wipe out a lot of the good bacteria to the point where now even medical doctors prescribe probiotics. Mm, yes, they do. Right? So this is something we've done for many years. Um, I think, again, when it comes to do these, do, does this certain population have sensitivity to certain foods? 
usually because of an underlying concern, mm -hmm. right? So often we find that they do have the tendency to choose more sugar. Mm -hmm. And then again, that feeds potentially maybe pathogenic bacteria in their intestine, which makes them want more because again, they're not eating well to begin with. So, well, then they smoke, they drink and that because they're, <laughs> and then they rely on all of those things really heavily in order to try and manage their moods and feel right. they finally, that's one of those are the things that they can kind of feel a little bit better over and all of all of that and yeah, what a vicious And then again, the catch cycle. 22 on that is, you know, you are getting, let's say smoking, for example, you're getting heavy metals entering the body. So cadmium, lead, you know, there's going to be chemicals all over, which then may affect the thyroid. And actually thyroid something, that's something I guess uh, to parents is go to the doctor and have blood work done. Because a lot of times, again, back to these ranges, mm -hmm. someone that may appear to be low thyroid, maybe even, we don't like the word subclinical. I just took a conference this weekend and they do not <laughs> like the word subclinical. But someone presenting with symptoms and just uh, an appropriate amount of thyroid support can change the mood from depression. Ooh. It's it's there's a there's a link between depression and a high TSH. Or okay. again, maybe high for them, not mm -hmm. in the range. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea is, you know, focus on looking at vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Look at heavy metals. Mercury, um, zinc deficiency, for example, can cause erratic behaviors in children. Oh. I've had actually two kind of groundbreaking but two amazing cases where these children one was almost being given a diagnosis so they weren't there yet and we ended up I'm oh, sorry it was a diagnosis of I think ADD or ADHD and uh, luckily you know it's all about it's hard on parents I and I, mm -hmm. I I admire parents with children who have these challenges because they're the ones that I make do the work in terms mm -hmm. of you know eliminating certain foods and we give them options on what they can have instead but when they follow it they see the change and the teachers see the change and when we can rectify we will often do something called um, hair analysis to look at mineral deficiencies and, and if there's heavy metals and if we can correct the minerals again the pattern of these behaviors change so I think the parent needs to go out and educate themselves from not just a conventional perspective but all these underlying concerns that maybe a naturopathic doctor would and again just to clarify our our center is Oakville Naturopathic uh, Did I call it? center because there's an Oakville Naturopathic Clinic. Oh, no, there is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I feel bad, but... No, 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 please make yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So, so yeah, I think okay. that's, that's key. Okay, wonderful. Is there anything else that you can think of that you would like to add at this point before we sign off? I think uh, this is, it was a great opportunity to speak to this topic. I, I tend to talk too much, so I apologize. No, you, that was wonderful. <laughs> but um, I think the biggest thing is educating and looking at all your options, alternative options when you're dealing with um, mental health and to maybe sometimes step away from the actual diagnosis and look at the overall picture. You know, yes, we, we are looking at symptoms, but then looking at what could be some underlying concerns and again, treating the root and, and you'll see so much change and, you know, making again, food be our medicine. That's, that's mm, I love that. Food is medicine. Yes. Dr. Jawani, thank you so much for joining us in the last two episodes. I really appreciate it. I know that you've been a wealth of information for our parents. Yeah, I can't, I can't thank you enough for uh, being part of this process.
You're welcome. Thank okay. you. And we will, um, well, I'm going to see you. I see you regularly anyway. <laughs> um, parents, I don't see you, uh, but I will see you on the other side. Thanks. Don't forget to follow Different From The Other Kids on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for all your support. We'll see you next week. Different From The Other Kids, Season 2, Production of Marketing Maven Agency. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different From The Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate healthcare provider. Thanks for listening to Different From The Other Kids. Made possible with the support of Regal Junction, your connection to quality and stylish premium pet products. You can find them online at www.regaljunction.ca. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.